0: Hey now, welcome to Isn't It Past Your Bedtime? I'm Krista. And I'm Rachel. This episode we are doing sci-fi. Which I gotta say is probably one of my favorite genres.
1: Really? I was mm-hmm. just thinking it's like one of my least favorite. I have <laughs> such a hard time like picking sci-fi. I think my problem with it is like sometimes they get like too into like making it sciency.
0: Mm-hmm. Like I don't
1: mind the general theme of sci-fi. It's just when they try to get into like the details of the science itself, I feel like they're trying to prove something, and then I get lost.
0: Yeah, yeah. There's like a good balance of like explaining the mm-hmm. science in a way that I can understand, and then going too far. Like I want yeah. like it to be like a little humorous in the science, or like mm-hmm. base level. Like yeah, I don't need to know the speed of light to understand your book. I hope I shouldn't have to. Anyways. yeah that's generally
1: my goal so i think maybe i'm just bad at picking sci-fi like maybe maybe
0: that's it mm, could be could i mean because what that um Andy Weir he does really good sci-fi he's the one who he did does the project hail mary yeah and which i literally
1: talk about that book all the time like yeah anyone, anyone asks me like what's your favorite book that you guys have done and i'm like project
0: hail mary mm-hmm. every yeah, time so, so i would say like he is good so like on his level of sci-fi like that's where you should be yeah that's a good level the book Agreed. that I picked is also good. I mean, actually, I didn't really delve into any of the science, but it's still really good. Um, so I did Five Minds by Guy Morpheus. I think is how you say it. I Maybe don't think I've even heard of it. This might book. be Morpus. It's M O R P U S S. So I don't know, but I'm calling it Morpheus. Hmm. I don't know. Um, yeah, I randomly like it was like an instagram suggested post somebody like mm-hmm. had this there with like a bunch of other sci-fi thriller type books that i've read and i was like oh what's that one um and then i ordered it from a local bookshop and it took like a month after the publication date because it came from the publisher which is like over in the uk or something like that so oh, dang. It, it took forever so that's like real new too then right or have you had it um, a while no so this uh it came out in paperback that's what i got it in yeah i could have got it in hardback but the like little thing on the outside about it is one body two lies three murders four suspects five minds so basically what the whole concept or like kind of what's going on in this world is that it's in the future and honestly i can't remember what year and it really doesn't matter but either way we're in the future and the population has gone like the human population has just gone crazy Um, Mm -hmm. and so however long ago, and it's been a while now too, um, the government's kind of turned into this and I can't remember, they have a whole name for what the government is now. Um, but you now have like five options on how you're going to live. Um, and everybody has to do it. And you decide at 17, which is what I think is interesting. Like your brain is not fully developed and you're making this decision for life. There's no take, like
1: factions, like, like in divergent,
0: like factions, um, Similar-ish, but not it like quite. jobs? It's lifestyles. So I'll just tell you the options as soon as I find my little entry here. Okay. So you can be a hedonist. So that just means you're going to die at 42. So you mm-hmm, get, and you have to pick mm-hmm. this at 17, right? So you get like, what, 25 more years? Um, 17, that sounds like a lot. So I get it. And so, yeah, exactly. And so yeah, like hedonist is that you're just kind of going along with your whole life. Um, you never have to work again. You get to live in like a really nice place. You get to have all this money. It's basically they're paying you for the sacrifice of dying young at 42, 41 I'm to hedonist was like a sex thing, so. Mm, I might be saying it wrong, to be perfectly honest. Hedonist? I have no idea. There's no I'm pretty sure guys. you said it right. I'm just flying by the seat of my pants here. Oh, it doesn't
1: have to be sex stuff. I just Googled it because I was really curious. I was okay. like, am, I, in- am I insane? So the definition is engaged in the pursuit of pleasure. Okay, so that would make sense apply to other
0: things yeah yeah and it would make sense here yeah because like the people who do this like i said they never have to work a day in their life um so they live live in very nice homes they get yeah they're yeah they're pretty much set up but short yeah you get 25 more years of fun um and then your other option so you can be an android and so you're gonna have like your mind put into an android um and you're gonna die like 79 80 so you're gonna die around 80 um, or maybe at 80 I can't remember either way so that's one option but you don't have your body yeah so you don't have your that. body um and I think you can decide if I can't remember if you can pick new androids like as you're aging so that way it like follows up with your life or if the one that you pick is the all you get I can't remember that one
1: mm-hmm.
0: um you can be a worker and so there's no like necessarily set time that you die you just work all day honestly it's very much kind of like now but worse actually so you're working i think like 12 hours a day or something like is it that. like factory
1: like, work type like i don't know mm-hmm. in books okay that's how i always imagine it when they say like you're a worker or whatever. yeah in a book. yeah
0: you're making the slop that is mm-hmm. like feeding people and you're like getting rid of dead bodies kind of stuff like it's not great you like, making cleaning roads up and like paving like it's hard hard work um and so then you just kind of you die when you die basically at that point um The other Mm -hmm. option that you can be, so I guess maybe you can only be four. I thought there was a fifth that you could be, but okay. I guess you'd be four. Um, The other one that you can be is a commune. So that one is five minds in one body. You get to live to be 144. Is that right? 142. And every 25 years you get a new body. So you decide at 17. You pick one of y'all's bodies that you want. You all get like downloaded into the one body, and you share. So everybody gets four hours a day, that is their day, their time, and it's the same set for for the first twenty five hours of uh, twenty five years. And then after twenty five years, you could change your order if you wanted. Um, so like you know, so in the day starts at six a.m. So somebody is going to be six to ten. So somebody will never see the night. Um, one person will never see the day for twenty five years. Like somebody will not. You see can't sunshine. rotate shifts. No, cause it's all, it's all set and like, it's yeah. not controlled. So it's like programmed in, um, and then the, what is it? It would be 2am to 6am is like the body. Nobody gets to be in charge of the body. It's relaxing mm-hmm. and it's recovering itself and it's doing all the stuff that it needs to do. Um, you can like buy enhancements to like make your muscles better or like process your alcohol through your body, have a translator in your body but um, one of you like one of the
1: five of you it is your actual body
0: yeah for the very first 25 years it was one of your bodies yeah you don't and then do all five of them go together to the next body or do they yeah. split nope. them up nope. okay. you are stuck together with those less, four people forever for 142 years well 142 minus 17 years
1: Oh my God, that sounds terrible. Yeah.
0: And so I guess like in the early days, it was based off, they put together based off of like similarities and stuff like that. And then they realized like, this is actually horrible. So like now there's like computers and stuff that are figuring out what the best group for a commune is. Cause like you need somebody who is p- a plan who can be in charge. Like you need certain personalities to kind of make it all work. The interesting thing is that like, so when one person is in front, like the other people are like unaware. Like they're like just in, the void you're just in
1: the space okay yeah
0: and then you come out of the void and so like you can like message people like you can like send a message during your four hours but you won't get a response until the next cycle and they call it and they call it cycles versus day so okay and they need a vote you need like a majority vote so it'll be like vote by the end of cycle on all of these things so our main characters are in a commune they are alex kate mike sierra and ben um, the order that they go, Kate is first. And so then being first, you also kind of have to deal with all the like, um, I don't know, the government type specific stuff. So she has like some stuff she has to take care of every morning. Um, right. And then we go Mike, Mike to Ben, Ben to Sierra, Sierra to Alex. Uh, Sierra is like kind of a partier. I guess I don't know what I'm telling you in this order. We'll tell you in the, in the order of them. Um, so Kate, who was first, like I said, she's very type A, very much a planner, um, everything like that it has gotta it's be his, one yeah mike it's his body that they decide to choose oh. um because you knew like so all of them also pretty much well i shouldn't say all of them a lot of them had figured out like earlier on that this is what they wanted to do because like you are you know basically from the time that you understand things that you have to pick an option when you turn right. 17 um and so like mike has kind of spent his whole life really like building up this body and making it a good vessel and like he's very proud of it so that people would
1: want to use it
0: yeah yeah so it's his body he's very muscular they can do lots of things um mike spends like at least i think half of his four hours at the gym keeping the body in tip-top shape um ben is like a gamer he rarely ever goes outside he just stays inside does his own thing sierra has so sierra has the what would it be 6 p.m to 10 p.m slot And so, and she's, like, a total, like, person people, like, so she's always out in bars, um, always getting drunk, and then Alex is our last one, and he's kind of, like, an odd duck, like, he was, he was, like, a he got picked on when he was in school before we turned 17 and turned into a commune, he never really had any great friends, kind of thought being in a commune might change things, but, like, you're not really interacting with these people other than basically email. Um, He's constantly angry, because Sierra is, like, always, he's, like, he's coming to Drunk in the Body and everything like that um and so and like sierra doesn't care because it's like kind of part of their plan is that like you're supposed to leave the body in a safe place with water and food next to it because like coming to apparently can be like really weird mm. um currently right now they're all in, they're in a death park so in a death park they're in oakbury flats death park to be specific um, it's when you're in there you can earn time and so the only people who are, like, allowed to, like, really participate in this one is if you're the hedonist. And so you have to be in your last year of life. So if you're just a person who's just living your life, you have to be in your last year life. Androids have to be in the last year of their life. Communes have to be in the last year of their fifth life. Oh, this is for certain ones about dying, dying. Oh, yeah. So if you die in a death park. So as a commune, if you die in a death park, you're not going to die. Die. You're going to go into stasis until you reach the twenty-five that 25th year and then Mm. you get put into a new body everyone else if you die in a death park you die die. um there so you can like play these like games like you can have challenges and you can accept challenges um and so they come in they have 10 days left in this body in this first life they have 10 days left to live um and but then to get their next one if they want to have like upgrades and stuff you need to have years to live that's basically how you what's currency at this point is life and so Oh, we can go to this death park and we can see if we can like win some time so that way we can get some of these upgrades. So Mm. they go and so they start with 10 days at this point. They're like they have like three years or something like that 3.2 years, like they've been doing pretty pretty good. Um, so yes, you like go into these like contests basically, like in these like little like cube rooms, and it's all simulation. And like some simulations are really really good where you don't even actually know you're in a simulation, and other ones you are aware that you're in a simulation which can affect what you're doing so some of them Mm -hmm. are like foot races puzzle games like video shoot 'em up games like there's basically all kinds of games um if you die in death park outside of a game though you die die like so for them as a commune like if they were to die outside of this like somebody were to kill them they don't get to come back into another life. And they're like they, they don't get to go to stasis. Just it. Yeah. You have to be in the game as a commune to go into stasis. And communes are like really rare. I can't remember. They do rattle off the percentages. Uh, but it's really, really rare for folks to do a commune. So like it's even odd like people who like work at Death Park. It's like I
1: how wild would it be for like your parent to be a commune?
0: Mm-hmm. Like
1: I was just like thinking about that. Like it would be super trippy because I was thinking at first like if you were a female and then you commune into, like, a male body, like, there would be a weird adjustment there, like, you can mm-hmm. imagine if you were, like, in a female body, but you were a male, and then you had, like, a family, like.
0: Yeah, so they do say, like, commun- oh boy. relationships as communes are, like, really rare, because, like, you only Is have four it? hours, and, like, you're all different people,
1: That's right? True. And so.
0: Like, the only way that they say that it would kind of work is that if you also get somebody, another person, another commune, and you and the person that are on the same time zone, like, if you guys match up, right? So, like, oh, we they each have, have the 6 to 10 a.m. and we fall in love, then that's fine. But, like, you're still using everyone else's body. So, like, when it rolls to the next one, you guys shouldn't still be in bed together because now these are two different people. And so, yeah, like, even, like, so really you get, like, three hours and 50 minutes and you guys got to, like, get to getting uh, yeah what that'd be yeah. super hard oh mm-hmm. interesting yeah. also like sierra did something to alex when they were in montreal and it takes a while to know what it is so i'm not gonna give anything away but he's still really really bitter about it which i think is kind of like what's rolling into the fact that like even when she is leaving him like not in the safest places he's angry i mean i get it like this mm-hmm. is bad um because like early in he wakes up or he comes to you don't wake up he comes to and he's in a bar drunk the body is drunk um and there's this woman sitting across that's like, oh yeah, hey Alex. And he's like, how do you know who I am? Like, oh, Sierra told me she's agreed to do this challenge with me. And so like Sierra signed him up to do a challenge, which is kind of messed up. Yeah, um, I'd be irritated. But he wins it and that's how they end up at like the 3.7 um, hours or 3.7 years. So that's mm-hmm. how they have all this time now because he does win the contest. Mm-hmm. Um, And then the next one's the four hours go of the sleep and now we're back into Kate. And Kate has this woman, Amy Bird, is an android, shows up and has a deal for her. And Kate, for reasons that you would learn if you were to read the book, hates androids. Does not trust androids, is very anti-android. Like real hatred there. Are they like human like androids or are mm-hmm. they like C three PO? Um, there are more C three PO, I guess yeah because like kind of how it's explained is that like you basically lose your entire humanity like even though you are a person and you have like person brains and thoughts and stuff like that um yeah that people don't see them as people anymore
1: robin um, williams at the beginning of bicentennial man not at the end
0: yes. okay mm-hmm. um they also have like dumb androids that have a cute little name that i can't think of that people use as like sex bots and they also use them to like deliver packages and stuff but you know the primary use one is going to be a sex bot um so it's kind of like another thing like it's a bad annotation for androids even though androids are the people so this woman amy bird this android woman amy bird comes to kate and it's like hey i have a deal for you here's my sob story come play this game you win i'll make sure you win you can get 20 years that's a
1: lot of time yeah
0: you just gotta like do some things you just gotta like give me like the access codes because there's all these things that i need to do like she has this whole thing about it and it's only gonna be for 24 hours um and kate's like okay hey, what am i gonna do so she was like well if i put it to a vote amy bird also is like kind of rushner It's like i'm not gonna wait around for another cycle for you you have to decide now in your four hours what you're gonna do um and so kate is like okay like it would come down to a tie anyways like um mike and sierra would be all for it because they're like the main reason that they even came to the death park Alex would be super against it Ben would want more information but there's not enough time so the tiebreaker will still come down to Kate anyways so mm-hmm. she goes she takes the deal with Amy Bird doesn't think anything is like weird um the cycles are going they're still in the death park and then all of a sudden somebody in the commune doesn't or wakes up too early like somebody wakes up in somebody else's time oh what and then another cycle goes and that person's not back so it's like okay are they floating around are they in stasis are they dead and so now they're like trying to like do some research but you have to be like kind of sketchy or not sketchy but you have to be careful with the research and the things that you're putting out there otherwise cgov is the government people are going to like kind of get on you and they're just going to pull you into stasis while they figure this out anyways and who knows how long yeah. you're going to be in stasis for but it's like can certain members of the commune die like what's going on and so like one of them dies and then like another person like disappears what? and this whole time you're like what is going on like obviously i can't tell you any names anymore because i'm not gonna tell you who dies and like but so then you're going around and like one of the people has you like is convinced that it's this other person doesn't really have a lot of backup as to why they think it's this person i was kind of like eh, i don't know how much i believe that but okay sure fine whatever um I was right on who I thought it was, but they tricked Mm. me. And partway through, I gave up on my thought. I went, Nope, I'm wrong. So they didn't. And so I'm like like trying to wrap my head
1: around it a little bit. Like, so basically, they can't communicate with each other internally. So all of their communication about like someone being missing and stuff is all done over
0: email. So they just like mm -hmm. have an email thread with each other. Pretty much. And like, and they'll have like separate ones, right? So like, there Um. might be an email with everybody. Um, but then one of the people who is still there when this first person leaves doesn't trust people like there's a certain person that they Mm. don't trust and so there's like separate email chains messages kind of going on with certain different people and like Uh nobody really wants to like share all the information around they end up getting involved with this like dealer guy in a death park who deals in like drugs and androids and like he has this like whole thing so like he gets involved in it like all these other characters that are going on and then it's like apparently there's like some rule like you have to do a challenge every day or you're going to get kicked out and if you kick out you get kicked out of death park you forfeit all of your years like all the time that you. oh earned. my gosh yeah like you can leave on your no. own at any time and take it but if you're kicked out you would forfeit it so they're like okay well we have to do these challenges we have to do this that and the other thing mm-hmm. um and because like they're like well we don't want to just leave cuz like what if this person who's dead is what if they're in death park still and like we could yeah. get to them right like but if we leave we leave them there forever so it was so good literally at parts like early on like some of the first like 20 50 pages my heart was pounding i was like what is going to happen like as i was, like, covering like the bottom of the page as i'm reading like this is probably one of the best thrillers but so like this is not a psychological thriller. This is just like a straight thriller. Probably one of the best thrillers I've ever read. Like five uh, out of Oh yeah, five. it sounds amazing. This book, I I cannot say enough good things. This book is freaking amazing. Wow. Yeah. Yeah.
1: What a great one to kick off our sci-fi with.
0: Mm-hmm. And so really i like, never heard of it before. I like I'm basically
1: read ready to go buy this book right now.
0: I think I need to go buy every single book this guy has written at this point. Yeah, like, it sounds amazing. Mm-hmm. I
1: feel like there was a book that I read that was kind of similar-ish, but it, no, it wasn't this book. I don't know. It doesn't matter. It sounds super good, and I'm super glad you did this
0: one, so now that I know mm-hmm. that it's a must-read. Yes, definitely a must-read, and I didn't give anything away at all. Like, you already know that people are going to die from the cover, so. Yeah, I feel no like you spoilies. didn't give anything away. Like, I don't know
1: where it's going to go, but I am very intrigued, so you nailed it. Um, Mine is not a thriller. <laughs> Although I don't know how um, it was defined at the time. So I did Frankenstein by Mary Shelley. I did the OG. I went to a bookstore and I was like, you know what? I never read classics. Let me like pick up a couple classics. So I started with Frankenstein mostly because I was kind of curious. I actually don't even know if I've ever like watched the Frankenstein mm-hmm. movie. i I know who like the character frankenstein is and i know that that's like the doctor who created him's name and not actually his name Mm -hmm. i don't know why pop culture decided to turn it into that other than it was just easier and they're like well he's frankenstein sure yeah um so i was just kind of curious like i wanted to know a little bit more about the origin story of frankenstein as well as i know that mary shelley is like she was like 19 when she wrote this book Mm -hmm. like she did it basically on like a dare. She was hanging out with some friends. They added like a like a foreword from her that they added like a few years later. This was written in like 1818 or something like that. Like oh, geez Okay. Very long time ago. 1800s. Um so she was like 19 hanging out with some friends and they were like huddled around like a a fire I guess like telling tales, mm-hmm. just like scary stories and like, you know, stuff you do with your friends. Yeah. Um and so this is the st- like scary story that she told or at least part of like the general basis of it and her and her friends all agreed like we're gonna write them um her friends didn't fall through she's the only one who did well look at her now well, I know look at her go I mean dead, she's dead but, right now but
0: yeah. but I bet before that it was good
1: her name lives on yeah um so it was an interesting read And I got a lot more out of it than I thought, but I didn't think about the fact that it was written so long ago that the English is just so much different. Like the way things are described, like I, I mean, we've all taken like high school English and stuff and they would assign things that were like, you know, 1900s that are a lot older. And then like, just the way that things are described, like the vernacular used, it got a little weird at first there for me to get into. Okay. (laughs) I was having a hard time figuring out what they were saying. Sometimes I was just like, What are we talking about? And part of it, too, is that they're, like, overly descriptive about things. Like, it'll be, like, two pages of them talking about, like, the description of a wall. Like, Mm -hmm. it seems unnecessary. But I get that they're really trying to paint a picture. But, like, I saw the room,
0: you know, five paragraphs
1: ago. So I think that was probably my biggest complaint. But the story itself was really interesting. So I'll tell you what the story was about. Um, So the Frankenstein story, it actually is, like... So the main character is obviously Frankenstein, but it's told like as if Frankenstein, the doctor is telling it to someone else and that person is writing it down to relay it to someone else. So like the first few pages of this book are this person, he's like, some rich kid basically who's chasing his dreams and he wants to go to Antarctica and okay, that's cool, whatever. Um, he's writing letters to his sister telling her about like his travels and like um things he's encountered and like issues that he's run into. So it's very like I was like, where does Frankenstein come into this? Like, <laughs> what happens here? Um and he finally makes it like onto a boat. He's like heading to Antarctica and this person, they like uh hit, you know, those like big like ice floating like barges basically, mm-hmm. but it's just ice. So they ran into a bunch of them and there was a person on one, just like sled dogging very far away. Like they couldn't reach the person cause they're on the boat, but they were like, hmm, we must not be that far from land. Like we thought we were because there's a person on a sled with a dog. The next morning, cause they can't go anywhere. It's dark. They can't follow the guy. There's ice all around them. You can't go anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, the next morning on one of the ice slabs that's like next to them, like next to the boat, there's another person he's just chilling there, like, on the ice slab. And they're like, "Uh, do you need help, bro? (laughs) And he's like, sure, I guess. Like, where are you going? And, like, like kind of real casual. He just, like, gets. I'm like, I have so many questions, honestly. Like, I would love for them to have told me a little bit more about how he ended up on this barge. I will say I still have about 40 pages. So, like, maybe at the very end it'll explain it to me. I I don't feel like that's the point of this story. So, I don't think they're going to tell me.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, they Um, probably don't care that we are curious.
1: Yeah, they honestly probably don't. They're like, he appeared. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. Move along. So this the the guy who was like trying to go to Antarctica decides to like kind of befriend him because he's not really friends with any of the crew, right? He's paid them. Like they're supposed to be here because he's paid the money. Mm-hmm. Um, so he just feels kind of alone, which I get. Like he's been on this journey for like months and months. And so he's talking to Dr. Frankenstein. I actually don't even know he's if he's officially a doctor in this. Because he's still in school for most of it. He probably gets his doctorate at some point. I don't mm-hmm. know. Um, anyway, he's talking to Frankenstein and he's like telling him about like all of his goals and that like, all he wants to do is pursue this dream. And he's just spending all of this like energy and money on this passion because money doesn't matter and blah, 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 blah. And Dr. Frankenstein was like, look, let me tell you a story about pursuing your dreams because it does not always turn out the way that you think it's going to. And sometimes it's bad. (laughs) like that's basically what happens and so this guy's writing letters back to his sister and he's like i encountered this person he's going to tell me this story she's he's like i'll write down the manuscript and i'll send it back to you like by the time you get it i'll probably already be home because where am i going to send it It's antarctica like there's no mail um yeah so that's where this story comes in is like frankenstein is telling this guy like why he shouldn't like just blindly follow his dreams basically (laughs) like i was like wow what a weird place to start um They give a lot of unnecessary background information. So I'm gonna give you like the condensed version of what the story is actually about. So basically uh, Frankenstein, his parents weren't sure that they could have children and he ended up, they ended up having him, they adopted a girl and then he has two brothers. Uh, They're like a pretty well-off white family who planned on the eldest Victor Frankenstein, it's his name, um, on marrying the adopted daughter to like continue basically rich money. Oh, sure. Yeah. All stays in the family, you know. Mm-hmm. So, like, he in has... a not
0: incesty way.
1: Exactly. They've never referred to her as his sister. It's his cousin. Oh. They're like you're the... just cousins. Still incest. It's cousins, but that's fine. Okay. I know. It's a little <laughs> weird, but they give a lot of background information about this character. Um, he is like he like comes across like a science. Book basically because it's 1800. Science is kind of seen as like a little witchcrafty, a little weird. Mm -hmm. Like not everybody's on board with it. Um, he picked up this book and his father was like, "You don't need to read that. You can put that down." Like, kind of gave him crap for like even being interested in it. And Victor was like, "You know, honestly, I probably wouldn't have thought twice about reading like a science book until my dad told me not to. It felt Uh like he knew something I didn't know, and so now I need to know." Um, so he gets like very into it. And so going into college, basically he starts pursuing uh, a study of the science, but he's most particularly interested in things like death. Um, his mom died when they were young ish. I don't know exactly how old he was, but he was young ish. Um, so he basically like wants to find a way to like give life to a whole new breed of person that circumvents death. Like you can just bring people back to life. He's like, and I'll be the creator and I'm a God and all this stuff. And so he starts really delving into like the natural sciences where he does find um, some people who call him crazy while he's like looking down this rabbit hole. But there are obviously some professors too, who are like, wow, you're really good at the science stuff. Like, let me get you some more information and some resources. So he ends up kind of going down this path that like, I think most people probably were not into. (laughs) Um, He decides because he's got to, he's got to make a whole person, he starts doing all these experiments on like animals and how to reanimate. And he, he saw like, um, like a lightning storm once, and it gave him like a good idea on like how to use electricity mm-hmm. to like regenerate tissue and like restart the heart, like that kind of stuff. So it does get a little bit into the science there. I think overall, this book does a good job of not doing that thing that I don't like, which is like deep into the science. Like, it was just like, he likes this stuff.
0: Mm-hmm. He likes like, it.
1: Cool. figured it out okay. in 8 million words. Yeah. They told us he likes this stuff. <laughs> um so he he does it like he collects body parts and he plans on and he intentionally wants them to be like very like a huge person who's just like a basically a mountain of a human but he wants him to be like attractive and like all this stuff but he didn't really think about like the reality of like reanimating a person like it's very different like when he was successful on like animals and stuff like they're covered in fur. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. your skin doesn't... It's not the same.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, okay. But it takes him months and months and months. He's got to gather all the body parts and, like, do all his science experimenty stuff in order to make it happen. But he does. Makes it happen. The monster comes to life. They refer to him as a demon a lot.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but basically, as soon as uh, Victor Frankenstein makes the demon happen... He is, like, appalled. He's absolutely horrified that he, like, did this at all. Like, it's such a perversion. I can't believe how, like, ugly and gross this is. Like, he's, like, I was so into, like, achieving my goal that I didn't really think about what that would look like. And, like, he's scared of it, essentially. Mm, Okay. So he, like, freaks out when he first sees it. He thinks, like, it's going to hurt him and, like, all this stuff because he's, like, the the demon's, like, grunting. I mean, it makes sense. He doesn't have any language, really. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know who he made him from, how the brain thing works. But basically... He scares him off when he first sees him, the monster like trap, like you at one point get to hear like what the monster does during this like time when they're apart, because there's about two years between when Victor makes him and he sees him again. But in those two years, the monster has learned how to speak and he has like learned additional languages. He like lived in like a little, like makeshift hut that was like attached to a house that like nobody ever went into. And so he like watched people to just like learn how people worked but he Mm -hmm. also started to like want companionship and like be angry that like his creator didn't want him he's like I was already upset about it but then I can see like how these families work and like people have like joy and feelings he's like but everyone's scared of me like Mm -hmm. the few people that he has encountered like scream and whatever like but he begins to like kind of understand how the world works and he thinks that Victor Frankenstein owes him he's like you owe me like you created me and I am all on my own because no man wants anything to do with me. He's like, You at least owe me a companion. Um, he, uh, the monster, I'm like, Wait, I should clarify who I'm talking about. <laughs> the monster also, like, kind of threatens. He's like, Well, if you don't make me like a companion or I can't be happy, what other choice do I have other than to like be destructive?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He's like, What else am I gonna do with all this time? Like you gave me life and now you want me to just sit here and wallow. And so like he kind of convinces Victor that like, it is the right idea. Um, the monster does some other stuff too. That convinces Victor. Like he does kill somebody um, who is related to Victor. Oh, okay. <laughs> and he was not happy about that. Um, So he's like, okay, yeah. All right. I could see like your point. Like maybe I should do that. Even though he's like absolutely terrified of him. And he like kind of makes this agreement with him that he will make him a companion, a woman who was of his breed, And they will just like go off into exile together. Like Mm -hmm. they're not going to bother anybody. They'll just live out their lives. Um, As it gets farther away from like this promise, because Victor makes this promise when he's like in his hometown, which is in like Switzerland, but he actually like is in England, like doing school and like working on this project. um, He kind of starts to second guess it. He's like, if I made one and I can't stand it why would I want to make another one like is it is he really gonna you know be destructive is he gonna do all these things that he says he's gonna do because like he hasn't seen him in a while but when the monster shows up to like check in because he told him he's like I'm gonna follow you like I will be around like I will know if you don't follow through yeah um even though Victor did tell him he's like it's gonna take a while I have to gather all the parts and like I have to make it happen um the monster shows up and Victor's just like so upset about it because he sees how like ugly he is and he's scared of him and he like destroys the creature that he's been working on so like I think you know how there's like Frankenstein and there's like Frankenstein's bride uh-huh. I think that's that's the that's the bride so like I can oh. see how they made two movies out of that mm-hmm. um but that's basically what this story is it's like it's a little less theatrical and a little more like creationist yeah like I don't know but the way that like Mary Shelley describes stuff, like I can totally see why this is considered like, it was like unsettling at the time. And like the the demon, the monster is like described in this way. this like very real feeling. It just didn't, they didn't need to do it for five pages. So <laughs> like, that's probably my biggest complaint, but I think that's mostly a product of its era. So overall though, I really did enjoy the book and I thought it was interesting to kind of get a different perspective than what you see on just like general television. I'm going to give it a for keeping in mind the time it was written in if it had been written like currently I probably would give it like a three and a half three okay because it was really hard yeah but like, it was written at a time when everyone read like that so it was fine
0: like yeah so yeah it was fine for that yeah I remember that was one when I was in high school Our teacher gave us options because she was great like that and it was like you could read Frankenstein or you could read Dracula and I picked Dracula because it was a fraction of the that's fair you I don't think I've read Dracula either but I, I think how she explained it is that she was like Frankenstein is bigger and more exciting Dracula is smaller but less exciting so mm-hmm. what do you want and I said less but yeah so I've never read that one so I don't need those facts so that's fun
1: Yeah I don't know it just it was a really interesting take like I thought like the way that we got to the story like how it's like him dictating a manuscript essentially to somebody else about his story like I think that part's interesting too so Mm -hmm. I am gonna finish those last like 40 pages in case like something like crazy groundbreaking happens but it was a it was an interesting ride like I didn't expect any of that.
0: (laughs) I look branching out also doing like classics and everything. Also I've been kinda, trying it kind of leads into the next one which is fantasy next episode cuz sci-fi and fantasy go hand in hand I feel a lot of the time. I feel like this one definitely overlaps
1: into fantasy a little bit. Mm-hmm. Although in the foreword that Mary Shelley had it was funny that she she like talks a little bit about like she basically says like I don't know why anyone wanted me to write this but I guess I'll write a thing for the front of the book. <laughs> um cuz it wasn't included in the original publication they added it later. Mm-hmm. But she basically says that like the things that happen in this book some people think that could actually happen. I'm not one of those people but some people think that the science there is possible mm-hmm. like yeah. she's like I'm not saying I do but like somebody somebody
0: yeah. does if you do okay that's on you yeah.
1: so I feel like that added to the creepy factor a little bit it's like it could happen I mean there's probably yeah. somebody out there trying to reanimate a corpse
0: yeah doing it right now using that as a how-to doc instead of like
1: fiction
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. probably probably. yeah so well. I mean, I think we got some good sci-fi picks. I'm excited for our fantasy picks. So oh my gosh, yes. Come back two weeks for that. <laughs> Pardon me. Um, Instagram is not past your bedtime. Twitter, IIPYB, underscore pod, and TikTok is not past bedtime. I'm going to drink some water, but we'll talk to everyone later. Bye, everyone. Bye.